Blog Talk Radio. All right, hockey fans, thank you for joining us again on this Saturday morning. We are going to take a, a deeper dive now into the Pacific Division. We finished up our Vegas Golden Knights preview uh, moments ago, and we're going to have our old friend of the show, J.D. Style, who always comes with energy, knowledge, and, and is a, a, a great friend of the show. He's going to be joining us his take on the Pacific Division and who could be the challengers to the Vegas Golden Knights, who's stepping up, who's stepping back. Um, as always, and once again this morning, we're joined by Chris. Chris, again, good day. Good day. We have JD on line. Uh, he's just about ready to come in. Oh, great. We'd like JD, to JD, of our course. Friends. Yeah, I was going to say the NHL director for Cali Sports News, and you can find him on Twitter at JDSTYLZ underscore. So that's at JDStyles underscore. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Hello, can you guys hear me? You betcha. Loud and clear. All right. So, and finally... J.D. Styles, a.k.a. Jeff Duart of CaliSportsNews.com, has returned to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. Mark and Chris, thank you for bringing me back on. Missed you guys. Yeah, man, it's great to hear from you again. You guys get me on the audio? Yes. Okay, cool. I had to change mics real quick. Um, we had a couple interesting things happen with our blog talk radio host. But uh, we are back with our Pacific Division preview, uh, as, as Chris introduced, our, our good friend of the show, J.D. Style. Um, J.D., give us your uh, overall opinion of the Pacific Division. Are we stronger, weaker, or should it be just about the same top-heavy with Calgary, San Jose, and Vegas? And from the bottom, we expect to maybe move up this year. Well, what what I'm looking at, what I'm feeling, what I'm analyzing is that the Central Division is too much of a monster. They're so completely stacked that I have a feeling that even if uh, a couple of teams improve, uh, instead of the top three, and of course the top three, we're going to be talking about uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Calgary Flames, and the San Jose Sharks, it's going to be very hard for even if the fourth and fifth teams of that of, of that division are going to improve, which I believe they are. There's going to be some slight improvements that they're still not going to make the playoffs because the Central's just so stacked and scary that I have a feeling that they're going to take both wild card spots. But again, this is hockey. This is why we love NHL hockey, especially the NHL playoffs. Anything can happen, but it would take a colossal uh, collapse of one of the teams uh, in in the Central, for one of those smaller or lower uh, Pacific Division teams to get in there and try to get a wild card spot, it's going to be very hard. But I will say that I think that the Pacific Division will improve slightly, but it won't be enough to make the playoffs besides the top three teams. Um, quick, I wanted to get your take on uh, Carlson and, and San Jose, and I'm on record. I love that signing for San Jose simply because after this season, 
Um, the Sharks have 10 free agents and 40% of their salary cap tied up in five players. So for someone on the other side of the Sharks fan nation, um, I, I, I think they have this year as their window. And I think they're going to go the way of, of the teams earlier this decade, Chicago and Los Angeles, taking quite a big step back after this season. How do you see that signing? And do you agree that, that it's now or never maybe for the version of the San Jose Sharks? It's absolutely now and never for the Sharks. I mean, how many like kicks of the can are they going to have with this kind of core group um, to to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals, let alone win the Stanley Cup. Now, the thing with Eric Carlson, of course, no one's going to disagree that Eric Carlson is not going to be a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely, of course he is. But, uh, I mean, is he enough for them to really help him get there after this season? He's only getting older. And like you said, there's going to be a lot of – a turnover that's going to be happening in the new future, uh, the current future for the Sharks. I really think they do still have a good shot this year. I mean, they still got Martin Jones in net. If Martin Jones can stay healthy, he can be lights out. Brent Burns is up there in his 30s, but he can still provide. I know they just re-signed uh, Joe Thornton for one more year, who's now 40 years old, and of course he plays a lesser role, and he has been for the last few years, uh, you know, than he did in the past. But so really, it's like Logan Couture's team. They got Evander Kane, who my heart goes out to him and his family. They suffered a terrible tragedy um, in recent times. But he really loves playing in San Jose. It looks like that he's motivated to do something, which is something that, you know, he wasn't really known for in the past, but a lot more mature. Everything that he's went through, looks like he, he is hungry. I think they have an excellent chance. I have an excellent chance this year. I've always been a big fan of Peter DeBoer as head coach. But what like what will happen after this year, that'll be extremely interesting. And Eric Carlson is only going to get older. I'm actually very shocked that he got the contract that he did for so long term. Because really, how much of a high level is he really going to be producing for the Sharks? But if we're just going to talk about this season, I have him in third in the Pacific. Uh, I think they're going to go in there. Um, if they face Vegas again, I do not think it's going to be the same result that happened last year. It was one of those freak things uh, with that huge comeback in Game 7. We all know you know, what happened there. Uh, that's not going to repeat. That's a once-in-a-lifetime type thing. But they still have the talent to get there. They got the coaching. They got the goaltending. I think they still have the defense for now. Of course, they got Vlasic, too, I'm a huge fan of, uh, which is hard to say because I am an LA Kings fan. But the, uh, I think the Sharks are going to be fine this year. They have a great shot. But if they don't, there's going to be major issues because, obviously, there's going to be major turnaround. But with a lot of cap space, who knows who they're going to bring in, and maybe it just might be a quick retool. We'll have to see. But obviously, Joe Thornton can't do what he used to do, does provide uh, provide leadership. Evander Kane needs to come out strong. He's 28, prime of his life. He needs to prove people out there that he is an elite player in the NHL. They have a good hard worker in Johnny Brodzinski, former LA King, former Ontario Reign, who could play in the bottom six and help out. Uh, I think they're going to be okay this year. could even surprise people because, hey, who thought St. Louis was going to win the Cup last year, right? You never know. Who thought Tampa Bay was going to crash and burn in the first round of the playoffs in a sweep? You never know. Zing. I think they're good for this year. But 
for sure. But, you know, San Jose has a shot. They're contenders. I'm not going to lie. They're contenders. But after this year, we might have to have a different conversation. J.D., it's great to have you back on the show. Chris here. So, J.D., if I told you I looked through uh, the looking glass and, uh, and I was able to find out that outside of Calgary that there would be a fourth team to challenge Calgary, San Jose, and Vegas for the top three spots, the, obviously the automatic playoff berth in the Pacific, who would you put your $2 on? Would it be Arizona? Would it be Vancouver? Would it be the Oilers? Would it be Anaheim? Or would it be your L.A. King? And why? Well, right off the hop, that's a great question, by the way. But right off the hop, Chris and Mark, you know it's going to break my heart to say it will not be the Los Angeles Kings. Ow, it hurts. Mm. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think True it'll story. be the Ducks either. You know, I don't think it's the Ducks either. Um, no, if I have to put my two dollars worth in here in Canada, we call it a toonie. So if I could throw my toonie in there, um, it's going to be. And I've been going back and forth because I'm in the midst of writing my preseason predictions, especially with the Pacific Division. And it, depending on how the wind blows and what mood I happen to be at that time. I'm going back and forth between Vancouver and Arizona. Uh, I like, I really like both teams. I feel both teams have uh, made improvements that they needed. If I had to pick a fourth team to, you know, if I had to pick a team that was going to take that fourth spot, that's not one of those top three we, we already discussed. And again, I'm going back and forth, but oh, my gut is just telling me Arizona. And here's why. Here's why I'm picking Arizona. Okay, they just got Phil Kessel, right? They got Phil Kessel from Pittsburgh, Phil Kessel, 31 years old, still young enough to do what he needs to do, still young enough to score goals, and that was a major problem that Arizona did not have last year. And the thing that I was really impressed with Arizona last year with the Coyotes was the simple fact that they only missed the playoffs by four points, by four points. And they, they didn't have one player score 20 goals. That is insane. Former LA Kings Brad Richardson had 19, and he's a bottom six player. So Phil Kessel will definitely, if he can stay healthy, and if he can have chemistry with Clay Keller, and assuming Clay Keller is going to bounce back after having his sophomore jinx last year, um, they're going to provide more goals. So if, like last season, if uh, Arizona was able to come up with uh, even just 10 more goals or 12 more goals overall, because they had a lot of close games, because let's be honest, they have excellent defense, and they have excellent goaltenders. They have two number one goaltenders in net. Um, if they were just able to score 10, 15 more goals in those very close games that they lost by one goal, they probably would have made the playoffs. So adding Phil Kessel, assuming that he's going to stay healthy, Phil Kessel, of course, the type of player does not like a lot of tension on himself, which is why he... He was very good with the Toronto Maple Leafs, let's not lie, but he was never good enough for the Toronto media, the Toronto fans, and Toronto management because their expectations are way too high, and that's what happens up here in Canada in the fishbowl of a sport of hockey, which everyone is just a fanatic for. That's just part of the beast. And why he was so great in Pittsburgh, at least for the great, you know, for the few couple of years, two straight Stanley Cups, because he wasn't the man. 
Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Chris Letang, Marc-Andre Fleury, those guys took the pressure off of Phil Kessel. He's a, he's a very introverted person. He's a very sensitive person. He just wants to go out there and play. And I think Arizona is the perfect market for that because they're not going to have the fishbowl mentality or pressure on him that he would have in, uh, in Toronto or even with a, you know, a very proud uh, a historic sports town like Pittsburgh where he wasn't even the man, but once he starts slumping, you know, people notice. I think Arizona, he'll be okay. He's going to have fun. Uh, the players really buy into Rick Tockett as head coach. If he has chemistry with Keller, I think they're going to be lights out, especially on the power play. He just has to add goals. And with that awesome defense that they have and the goaltending of Ranta and Kemper, um, I think it's going to be Arizona. But I might change my mind five minutes from now because I really do like what Vancouver has added to their team as well. Improving their defense, adding a monster giant like Tyron Myers, who has never really lived up to the expectations that you know people probably unfairly had for him as a pro, uh, pro, uh, prospect, sorry, when he was with Buffalo, played for a great solid team in Winnipeg, but sometimes gets a little forgotten. But, you know, they got Peterson. They just grabbed JT Miller. Imagine the power play if they add Quinn Hughes as a regular member of the team. And Vancouver's going to be dangerous, too. And they got Jacob Markstrom. They're, they're, not, they're not bad defensively at all. But what if Markstrom gets hurt? Well, if Darcy Kemper gets hurt, they still have Ranta. If Ranta gets hurt, they still have Darcy Kemper. They still have Oliver ekman Larson in Arizona. So to answer, long-winded answer, as you guys know, I'm very known for because I love to talk hockey. I'm going to pick Arizona, but Vancouver's just going to be a hair behind. So, J.D., explain to me, the last couple of years, McDavid and Drysaddle have been not just terrific, but two of the, obviously McDavid being the top player in the sport by most accounts, and Drysaddle a top ten player. But that's happened the last couple of years, and Edmonton has been basically an 80-point or so team. Why should anyone think any differently that that they're going to be a playoff team this year. I honestly think they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They should. And I agree completely I agree. With, what, with what you said because Connor McDavid, like let's let's like really break this down. I know you guys know this, but let's talk about this because this really just blows my mind. Is the fact that Connor McDavid is a player who can score. He came pretty close to 120 points last year, right? He only missed four games. He played 78. He, he's, he got 116 points in the modern-day NHL for a team that didn't even make the playoffs, right? He can, get a, he, can, he can probably even get 120 this year, and, and they can still not make the playoffs. He's already won the Hart Trophy. Leon Dreisaitl, they have fantastic chemistry. He scored 50 goals and got 105 points last year for a team who didn't make the playoffs. When's the last time, guys, we have seen uh, an NHL team – in, in the modern times, in the last, we'll even say 10 years, 15 years, I, yeah, I guess it would be more than that, 2006 is where the more modern era was created after that year-long strike, in my opinion. But back in the Denpok era, even you didn't really see it. Two players who got 100 points for a team that didn't even make the playoffs. That's unheard of in the modern NHL. Would you guys agree? No question. Yeah, no question. Obviously, super talented players. Now, what happens if Connor McDavid gets hurt? Oilers are screwed. What happens if Drysaddle gets hurt? Oilers are screwed. They picked up James Neal this year. You guys are familiar with James Neal. He played, played, 
Did he play well for Vancouver that first year? I thought he was okay. I thought he wasn't bad. You know, the, the, the inaugural season of uh, Vegas, he played well with Dallas back in the day. He was not very good last year. But if he could make even some type of bounce back, and if, if head coach Dave Tippett, who I thought was an excellent pick, to be the to be the coach of this team, and of course they got the legendary, uh, longtime Detroit Red Wing GM Ken Holland in place with the team, which I thought was a great move. Um, they don't have the depth of the team. They they don't have it. I think Tippett's going to inspire these guys, but there's a lot of frustrations going on. Like Edmonton ownership is angry. They're frustrated. We all know how frustrated those fans are because they're ready to riot. Remember when they were ready to burn Peter Pockington when they when he traded Wayne Gretzky? And the team was still a, uh, a Stanley Cup contender and won the Cup two years later. But that's just Edmonton fans. And you know what? I don't blame them. Playoffs once in the last 13 years. And by the way, Todd McClellan, the new LA Kings coach, was the coach that got them there. And they were just a hair from going to the conference final and then collapse again. There's no depth on this team. I have no faith in their defense. I like Darnell Nurse. He had, a, I believe he had a career year last year with 40-somewhat points or something. Yeah, that's good. That's good for him. But besides him, who do they really have? Adam Larson from the Taylor Hall trade? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. They do have uh, Evan Bouchard. Uh, is he is going to play the whole season? Is he even ready? to, you know, take the responsibility because he's just a young kid. And who's in that? I mean, when Peter Shirelli was the GM of the Edmonton Oilers, he made some crazy decisions like signing um, – oh, man, I'm sorry, uh, Miko Koskinen. I always miss up that name. Signed him to like a three-year, fourteen, almost $14 million deal when the kid had only played 27 games. You know, like that that's crazy. Edmonton, I mean, they're cap-strapped. And they don't have the depth. So I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I do think Dave Tippett's going to motivate this team. They're going to be competitive. And as long as McDavid, as long as Dry Seidel, Nugent Hopkins, uh, if uh, James Neal can bounce back, you know, they're going to score lots of goals, right? But can they keep the puck out of the net? I'm not convinced. I think Edmonton's going to do better than the Kings, unfortunately for me and for all King fans out there, but I do not think they're even going to be competitive enough to take on Vancouver or Arizona, you know, for the fourth, fifth spot in the Pacific division, let alone make the playoffs in one of the top three. Yeah, I agree. We've been kind of hoping, not, well, I can't say we, but NHL general has been hoping for Oilers to get into the playoffs with Connor McDavid it's for you know since he's come into the league and I I gotta agree with you I don't think it happens again this season so we'll, we'll finish on your thoughts on the Golden Knights and they they have done a little bit of a roster turnover this year but um, JD give me the business on the Kings buddy oh boy Mark and Chris oh boy oh boy okay you, so coach I'm gonna be. You want? I can give you an answer in in, in 15 seconds of what the Kings are gonna be this year. They're gonna find out who. They're gonna find out who of their veterans uh, has more than a couple years left. Most of them are gonna get shipped out between now and the trade deadline, as they did with Jake Muzzin, and they're gonna try to build with the younger as many of those younger players as they can. Obviously, Kopitar and Dowdy aren't going anywhere with their with their cap hits and whatnot, but everyone else, 
I think will be up for grabs uh, come January 1 to the trade deadline at the end of February, and this is going to be truly a rebuild uh, year. They're probably in year uh, rebuild this year and next, at least. That's I agree 100%, Chris. Um, I'm calling this season, I'm calling actually the next couple of seasons the audition years. Uh, as, yes. as Mark will know, like the other the, the LA Kings have had the dark ages back in the nineties. They had yeah. the Dean Lombardi rebuild, rebuild uh, era of the late two thousands after the collapse of 2006, which cost the jobs of Dave Taylor as GM and uh, Andy Murray as head coach, which brought in Dean Lombardi uh, and then led to that era, which led of course to some success and success. I mean, by two Stanley cups, baby, yeah. but uh, no, these are going to be audition years. I think Tom McClellan, Despite what Bernie Nichols thinks, uh, I'm actually very happy that the Kings got Todd McClellan for a couple of reasons. That one, I think he's a very intelligent coach. I think he does work well with both veterans and young players. He knows the Pacific Division inside out. Mentioned previously, he is that one coach since Craig McTavish in 2006 that got the Oilers into the playoffs, and they had over 100 points that season, and were a sniff away from the conference final. Sure, they collapsed again after that, but that's still extremely impressive. And he's working with a lot of young players. There was Edmonton, so I think he is the right guy because he he is he is very strategic. He you know he can be stern, uh, he can be blunt. Maybe not to the point of a Daryl Sutter or a Mike Keenan, those old school type coaches that you know will just tell you to your face like you're terrible, you suck, get off my team, we're taking the C off your chest. Um, Tom McClellan, it's it's an audition year. And when it comes to the veterans, yeah, I think the the, the veterans are going to totally buy in to what McClellan's going to be selling. But it's going to be the point where I agree 100%, Chris, uh, besides Andre Kopitar and Drew Doughty, everyone's going to be on the shopping block. We already know that Jonathan Quick will shop around a bit. There's concerns, though, uh, with Jonathan Quick, though, of course, the greatest goalie in LA Kings history, no doubt. Not that far removed from winning the Jennings Trophy when the Kings had the best defense just two seasons ago, best penalty kill, and a two-time Vesna Trophy uh, finals. He had 40 wins, right? But last year, the worst career of his season, uh, 888 save percentage. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And the whole team was bad, no doubt. But with Jack Campbell playing 31 games in net, 230 goals against average, a 9.28 save percentage on a horrible LA Kings team, that is so impressive. And for me, even more than that, and the Kings have already said it, goal, uh, goalie of the future, Cal Peterson, who they just re-signed for three more years, a 9.24 save percentage in 11 games up in the NHL. Jonathan Quick is 33 years old. We've talked about it before when I've been on the show. He's a reflex-type goalie, and like Mike Richter before him, and like Bill Ranford before him, and like Dominic Hasek, once the dead puck era was gone, when you're a reflex goalie, as you age into your 30s, you start losing your reflexes. Your arms, your legs just don't respond as quick as they used to as your mind. And we really saw that with Johnson Quick giving up some horrendous goals that really two years before that he would have had. Five years before that, no doubt he would have stopped. So it's near the end. So Quick, you know, by the trade deadline, he's going to be- there's going to be people looking for veterans, and the teams are going to have guys like Quick. Unfortunately, like he's like what five point eight 
on the on the salary cap. Justin Brown has had has had a renaissance in the last two years. He didn't play as well last year, but still scored 22 goals on a terrible LA Kings team. That's better than Brown did seasons before that when everybody thought he was washed up. Uh, Kovalchak, to me, he's a bust. Should have been on the team anyway. Can you guys hear me? Uh, you yeah, well, yeah. for a second, but you're back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm hearing police sirens and everything. I'm assuming it's uh, Rob Blake sending. They heard Kovacek. Or, or, or they, were to, they heard that you were talking about Kovacek in a positive manner and that you were going to come to get you. So, uh, uh, oh, no, there's no – anyone who knows me knows there's absolutely no positive manner when it comes to the signing, the money that they gave him of Kovacek. To be fair, Willie Desjardins uh, really gave him the shaft last season, but we're talking about Willie Desjardins, who had no place being even the interim coach of the Los Angeles Kings. But Jeff Carter, 34 years old, it breaks my heart, but he still has three seasons of 5.2. He had a horrible year last year. He had a horrific injury just two seasons ago, but that freak uh, accident against Montreal where they cut the tendons in his ankle, and he was gone for most of the season. He lost some foot speed like nobody's business last year. Um, yeah, these guys are going to be shop around. I don't even think Tyler Toffoli is safe. He hasn't. He's 27 and has not taken the reins um, of the team and became like the next generation of leader or top goal scorer or reached 30 goals again. He didn't even get 20 last year, I believe. Adrian Kempe has to start stepping up. They don't. Yeah, it's an audition year. I believe nobody is safe. That includes Alec Martinez. Uh, that includes really everyone, including Jonathan Quick, except for Kopitar except for Dowdy, except for Jack Campbell and Cal Peterson. I, I believe they're okay. And th- we need guys like Austin Wagner to play more. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what Daniel Brickley can do. Let's do everything that we can to get Gabe Velarde healthy, who hasn't been healthy for three years, if that's even possible. And once he does, let's give him a shot and see what he can do. Uh, let's give Carl Grundstrom some more playing time. I was very impressed with that kid when he came in at the end of the season from the Jake Muzzin trade. It's about the youth, who's going to replace the veterans. And if the veterans can still, if Dustin Brown can still provide some leadership and stuff, cool. But I think Jeff Carter is going to go. I think Jonathan Quick is going to go at some point. That's just the nature of the business. It hurts me to say that. But the Kings will not be a playoff contender for, for the next two years for sure, possibly three. Because let's be honest, this is not a retool. Forget what Rob Blake is saying. Forget what Luke Robitaille is saying. Let's be honest. This is a rebuild. They just don't want to say it. We all know it. And you know what? It's, it's deserved. Let's get the young guys out there, see what they can do, and see if they can do what a Tyler Toffoli hasn't been able to do. And the veterans getting older can possibly no longer do. So the auditions are on and nobody's safe, except for those four that I mentioned. Yep, pretty much agree with you on all of that, and it, it might be a couple down years in L. Well, well, JD, we're running out of time. Real quick, let me get your top three predictions for the Pacific, and we'll have to wrap it up and let you go till next time. Okay, yeah. So I keep going. Uh, San Jose will be third. They're going to get that last uh, division spot, in my opinion. Vancouver, Arizona will be a little bit close, but they're not going to get in there. So top two. Oh, guys, I've been going back and forth, back and forth, and I know this is the Vegas hockey pod, but I have Calgary on top and Vegas in second. So Calgary, Vegas, San Jose, top three spots, Pacific Division, that's my estimation. You must have been really impressed with the uh, Milan Lucic acquisition then. (laughs) No! 
Never. Never. What a horrible <laughs> trade to Edmonton. What a horrible pick for Edmonton. I don't think he's that great for Calgary, but I think and, – and Calgary do – they still need to re-sign Matthew Kachuk. Is that correct? They do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. He's still an RFA, right? So I, I think it's going to happen unless he's going to be a douche and not sign. And, you know, you never know. You never know. But if they can get, you know, the core back, if they even contract, they bring him back in there. I think Calgary just scares me. They just scare me. Vegas scares me as well every time they play the Kings. But I just have a feeling that Calgary finally just going to get up there again. And doesn't mean they're going to go all the way. Doesn't mean that they can beat, they can get past Vegas. Because let's be honest, if it wasn't for what happened to Vegas last uh, last season, the playoffs, the, the Joe Pavelski hit and the horrific head wound that he had, uh, if it wasn't for that penalty, the, fi- the, the five-minute major in the game misconduct, blah, 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 Eesh. and that epic comeback by San Jose, extremely controversial where Gary Bettman and Danny Chell even had to apologize. What have they ever done that for something to happen in the playoff series? Because I feel he Bettman's owed L.A. many apologies in the last, uh, since 1993. But, but that's a different story. Vegas could have gone all the way. You know, maybe St. Louis would not have won the Stanley Cup. So, you know what? Those teams are very close, extremely competitive. But I, I just got feeling, and again, my opinion might change tomorrow, just like Vancouver and Arizona. I got Calgary first, Vegas close second, and San Jose a little bit behind, but they'll get third. All right, but two of the apologies that uh, you might mention for the Kings, they allowing the Sharks the puck from the bench on a potential Justin Williams breakaway and be allowing a goal oh. in Detroit off the netting, off Jonathan Quick and into the into the net. Caught them a stellar performance in that game by Jonathan Quick and no apologies for it, Cubs. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, buddy. You know Good what? to talk to you again. Oh, one more thing. No, 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 that's it, that's it I'm like, you know what, and then like based everything that we've been talking about And you guys, you guys know you're hockey, man um, One thing, of course, this is the sport that we love This is the reason why we go crazy for the sport We cover it, we talk about it nonstop In the end, none of this that we talked about could even happen Because look what happened to Tampa Bay Look at that freak, you know, penalty that happened against Vegas Anything could happen. St. Louis won the Cup. Who knew? Cups in, uh, the Kings in 2012. Who knew? That's what makes the sport exciting. So whatever happens, I'm just happy hockey is back, and we're back to talking hockey together, guys. So thank you so much for bringing me back on the show. Oh, it's Thanks, always JD. a pleasure to talk to you, J.D. We'll talk to you again soon, buddy. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Jeff Dwork from <coughs> excuse me, CaliSportsNews.com, NHL editor, uh, Covers California sports and, and of course, uh, our Kings guy. Yeah, I, I guess Milan, I was just thinking about it when they, J.D. was talking. Milan Lucic is like a four-letter word around Kings fans. <laughs> Not that he did anything oh, wrong. He, um, but uh, you go back and think about that trade. They gave up that first-round mm-hmm. pick, which was the 13th overall pick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Barzell, Kyle Connor, Brooke uh, Brock Bosner, uh, Travis Konecki, oh, they could have they could have had any of those guys. Uh, you go back and look at it, but um, yeah, I hope I hope Jay stops listening to this episode after uh, he hung up because you're just pouring <laughs> salt in the wound, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, so so here we go. So I'll give you my top three, and like I said, you can you can put them in a hat and take them out. I'm gonna go Calgary three. I'm a little a little wondering about them. 
at the start of the season after such a disappointment. I mean, they could fuel them. Um, you know, everyone's at a point to their goaltending. Is it is it good enough? It was plenty good during the regular season last year, and quite frankly, which was everyone's biggest concern for them in the playoffs, really performed very well in those five games. That's not why they lost in five games. But I'm going to go Calgary three. Uh, I'm going to go Vegas two and San Jose one, thinking that San Jose, which was one of the better offenses last year, but they're going to focus on being better without the puck and in their own zone, which they have the personnel to do that. Somehow they were 21st in the league last year and, and goals allowed. So, uh, But, again, like I said, it's kind of a real jumble between those three teams. It's going to be very close. So take that for what it's worth. That and 275 will get you on, get you on a New York City subway. So uh, I'll go uh, San Jose, Vegas, and then Calgary. Yeah, I think I think obviously we're top heavy. I didn't get to uh, talk much about Vancouver, but I I really like uh, where they're headed up there. They've got Besser, Horvat, and Pedersen. Obviously, yeah, huge. Um, that's a really nice story to watch. Um, I <clears throat> on the fence with Markstrom. Show me, don't tell me. Um, if there is a team that may get on a hot streak and and challenge for a wild card or if one of the big three in the division slips, I think it will be Vancouver. Uh, they're, 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 they're fast, they're skilled, they're past the Sedin right now and, and not this year. Maybe, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the offseason if, if they can get a top-line goaltender. Um as soon as next year, we might be looking at a uh, Vancouver Canucks return to the playoffs. But I, I, too, think that the big three are San Jose, Calgary, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I don't know if if Calgary is going to take the playoff defeat and learn from it. I mean, they're getting past the point of talking about Calgary's great young talent and this is this you know great season last season for Calgary let's see if they're going to be a consistently solid contender uh, in the west not just in the Pacific Division but they are a team built for regular season success I think and we talked about this at the trade deadline show where I think it's just the kind of player um, salary cap notwithstanding that can help this team in the playoffs um, bringing a physical presence if he'll do that. I, I still uh, I'm going to go with you. I think I'm going to drop Calgary down a notch. I think the division is going to be decided between San Jose and Vegas and Pavelski going to Dallas I think is, is a big plus to Dallas and we'll talk about that central but I think that's a big piece of leadership and power play production that's not going to be there we'll see if the other guys can fill that that's right in, in the Pavelski departure um, I'm going to say why not I'm going to say Vegas wins the division I'm going to say San Jose second, and I'm going to say Calgary in third Makes sense. So uh, next week we'll be doing the Central uh, 
division uh, preview. We're going to have uh, Jeff Ponder on the show from Let's Go Blues Radio. Give us his insights of the Central, and it is a monster division. I'm with Jeff on uh, on that one. Um, wouldn't be surprised if both wild cards come from the Central. But uh, So that's next week's show. So we'll be on at 11 a.m. Vegas time next week, and I uh, hope everyone joins us. Well, one one thing about the Central, uh, the curse of drafting well, I'm still line A and, and Connor in Winnipeg, does, excuse me, still on side. Zach. So two, two great young players, obviously. I know Winnipeg down on Patrick Line. He fell off in his goal production at the end of last season. But, I mean, come on. Uh, it's Patrick and they traded Trouba and they, and they traded Trouba and Tyler and Myers Tyler left. Left. and they lost so, Tyler Myers to free agency yeah, yeah there's so a lot I, of changes there absolutely absolutely. I, unsettled in Winnipeg as I like to say things are unsettled as, as we headed to camp and Nashville ended Matthew Shane yep so uh, interesting although interesting. P.K. Subban and P.K. Subban uh, hello yeah. New Jersey again um Anyway, that's a little preview of next week and what we're going to be getting into uh, with Jeff Ponder. We did, Chris and I jumped on to the Let's Go Blues radio over the summer and did a kind of uh, Vegas Golden Knights St. Louis Blues tie-in. So if, if you want to check that out, uh, that was pretty that was pretty fun doing that show with Jeff. Uh, go on Twitter and, and look up Let's Go Blues radio, and, and he's got a link to our show in, in his timeline. So check that out, and then we're back at it next week with our preview. So it's, it's great to be back talking hockey. Chris, although I tweeted you a picture this week, I'm, I, I just moved to a new spot and uh, I'm in, the, I'm in the parking lot over there and uh, Chris, like, how's it going? And I sent him a picture of 110 degrees on the, on the car thermometer. And uh, two minutes later, I sent him a picture. Well, it just went up to 113 in the last three minutes sitting here. <laughs> And my car's pe- truck's packed with stuff, and, and so we're, we want to get out of the heat wave. Hockey, uh, Vegas fans, uh, if you're listening to it live today at one o'clock, is the first rookie game. Uh, just to get in a little bit of news here, uh, they are the rookies are in Anaheim this weekend for uh, the, the rookie face-off, rookie challenge, whatever it is they're calling it. Uh, listen to the show locally on Fox Sports Radio. Point nine thirteen forty. Uh, Dave Boucher and and Gary Lawless are going to be calling the game today. So if you're Jones for the Golden Knights, this is the first opportunity to uh, get in, get in, and and listen to some Golden Knights hockey. Uh, today's the day, and and hopefully we can get some more hockey appropriate weather out here. Um, and anyway, that's going to wrap us up for this week, and we look forward to another season of the Vegas Hockey Podcast. For Chris on Mark, and we're gone.